We should like go and like hang out with Todd. <laughs> Whoa, it's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Todd's even cooler than we thought. <laughs> Boys, I'm looking for a fellow who goes by the name of Todd. <laughs> oh yeah. He's <laughs> cool. Todd would make like a good manager or something. Welcome to another episode of the 206 Geek Podcast with your host Todd, the 206 Geek. Yes, I am Todd, the 206 Geek, and I am your host. This is episode 80, so this is another one of those impromptu because I'm bored episodes where I'm kind of doing it off the cuff, no stories pulled up to talk about, just going to find random things on my Feedly list, and I also have something here pulled up on the YouTube app on my phone, which it says here, this is from Fallon, Jimmy Fallon's um, YouTube channel, it says, Adam Sandler debuts his quarantine song, so I'm going to play that for you. Before you leave, would you yeah. mind possibly doing a song for, for us? Yes, yes. You know Dan Bula, the guy who uh, goes on tour with me? Yes, absolutely. Uh, anyway, she gave me this baby, so th- this is good. This is this is a, a, a song. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't. I, I didn't memorize it, so I have the words written down uh, here, and uh, I'll do the best I can. And uh, I love you. Hey, Jimmy, I love you. Keep doing the good stuff you're doing for us. Thank you, buddy. Good job. And tell tell your kids I said hi. They are so cute, man. So sweet. Oh. So <laughs> happy. And your your daughters as well. I got to see them when you hosted. They're so yeah. cute. Oh yeah, man. Stay up late. Your impression of me during that. That was that was. <laughs> the, by the way, Dan Aykroyd called me uh, uh, a couple of days ago. He saw Uncut Gems, and uh, he he liked Uncut Gems. And then he goes, and I love that. Adam Sandler family reunion on SNL and uh, and uh, Jimmy and everybody was talking about it. it was great. How about the fact when Ackroyd calls you, how exciting that is! Come on, that's really I that's awesome. Shaking every time I see him come in the room, he's cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, all right. I'll sing this tune for you. I'm going to put these on so you don't see me peeking at my notes so much. All right. Oh, smart. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> he's putting on sunglasses. Uh, <laughs> Is that loud enough? Yeah. Doctors brought us into this world as babies. Doctors take good care of your grandma. Doctors always give you an old lollipop after hitting your knee with a hammer. Nurses slap your arm till they find a good vein. They wear crocs and they tell you the truth. Nurses give you ice packs and pain medication while your doctor is smoking on the roof. <laughs> Doctors and nurses will save us from this mess if we give them the supplies that they need. And I hope they save us soon because I'm really, really sick of my family. You're a nerd, a doctor can give you a note. So during gym class, you don't have to run the mile. School nurses give the odor into stinky kids. So they're a little less stinky for a while. 
God bless Italian doctors in Italy and all the Spanish doctors in Spain and God bless Chinese doctors in China and also Chinese doctors in America. <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank you, <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That was perfection. I thank love you, buddy. Stay safe. Best you. of the family. Thank you, you. Thank you so much. You, Jimmy. See you soon, buddy. Love you all out there. That's brilliant. That's awesome. That's awesome. I just saw that on, on my uh, phone and figured, you know, I'd plug my phone in so you guys can hear it, too. If you haven't seen that video, just go subscribe to uh, Fallon's YouTube channel. You can see all kinds of funny videos. Um, let's see here. What else do we have on here? What? Okay. Skeletor roast He-Man while eating spicy wings on hot ones. Okay. Let me give you some advice. The process commercial. of doing... Skip the commercial. <laughs> hey, what's going on? I'm Sean Evans, and you're watching Hot Ones. Today, we're joined by... It is I, Skeletor! He's a humanoid with a skeleton face and supervillain. This is animated. Masters of the Universe. Greetings and salutations, you balding boar! How are you feeling coming in? Are you a spicy food dude? I have waited long for this moment, you YouTube monetizing Mansimus! Great. Well, let's start <laughs> okay. off with classic sauce. Wing me, brother. Jump in. So, you started working under Hordak. I did, yeah. Hordak's an ass. This is pretty spicy, but it's pretty good. I thought you said these were going to be spicy. Are you lying, louse? Well, we're working our way up. Whoa, hotchy machi habanero hotsy. Oh, it's clever, clever. Okay, well, here we go. Oh, dude, this is hot. Yeah, it's gonna get hotter. That's impossible! You wing-peddling weirdo! Next sauce is fire on Snake Mountain. Ah. Oh, oh, this is evil Lynn sauce. It is. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm sure old Scoville Lynn will appreciate the plug. <laughs> so, Skeletor, where did the Havoc staff come from? Ah! Panthor's paw, this is spicy! I got <laughs> it from the faceless one. Holy Hordak, people like this sauce. It's a really good sauce. Ah, Evelyn's my girl, but this, this is torture. Well, it's about to get a lot more torturous with our next sauce, Heat Man. 
Heat Man? There's a sauce called Heat Man? Ah! My tongue feels like I've just licked the core of the planet Assyria. I curse <laughs> you, Heat Man! It's time for everyone's least favorite, the bomb. Oh, 135,000 Scoville units. Well, this, this can't be that much worse than that one. Well, people have a really hard time with this one. You got milk, right? We do. All right. Then get ready to gallon me, brother. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm not going to play this whole thing because this is like four minutes long. Besides, I think you want to see the video. Uh, I'll share this on, on Facebook so you guys can see it for yourself. But uh, I, while I was playing those two those two videos, I was actually looking things up to talk about because I figured that you know what I should look things up and have things ready. But whatever, I guess. Um, I don't know. I just I just been one of those days where I, I wasn't really planning on recording. I did record just a couple days ago, but I figured you know what the more content I put up the more content people have to consume and enjoy and yeah all right so i'm gonna go ahead and unplug it that i'm gonna plug this in over here ah sorry about that because i think i have a couple things on the computer that i want you to hear All right, so I did pull some things up here. Uh, Bleeding Cool says Disney could see more films go to Disney Plus, says Bob Iger. So let's take a look here. Okay. I'm going to move this over here just like so. Okay. There. There we go. That's better, I think. Turn that up a little. There we go. Adjusting the the gain on my microphone so it's not so. Uh, I have to be. I don't have to be right on top of the mic to talk into it. All right. So now it says here Disney could be changing its release practices going forward. Already we have seen them release the latest Pixar film onward and di- and to digital to end Disney Plus way earlier than anyone would have expected. Soon to follow will be the big budget adaption of Artemis Fowl, which will go straight to Disney Plus, and uh, and not see release in theaters. Outgoing CEO Bob Iger has hinted in the new uh, interview with Barron uh, that they may not be done bypassing theaters with release with releases going forward. Um, not, not big, not big pole stuff like Milan or MC related films like Black Widow, but mid-range, but mid-range budget films for sure. All right. Well, yeah, it also says here Disney can release films however they want. Well, yeah, they definitely have the 
the funds to do so. They don't really need to do them in theaters. And I think I think theater uh, studios are going to find out that uh, they'll make more money with people um, getting them at home than going out to the theater. Theaters are going to probably go either they're going to go away completely or they're going to um, adjust things so that uh, we might start seeing uh, either more direct-to-video or, um, you know what would be really cool? I would like to see, I'd like to see um, drive-ins make a comeback. You can you could do a drive-in movie and not have to worry about uh social distancing because you're you're in your car you're not like out there sitting next to people you don't know listening to them giggle at stupid shit and, and text on their phone and stuff um i've always been one of those people that think that if if you don't feel the need to pay attention to a movie and you feel the need to be on your phone or talk during a movie Maybe you should wait for the movie to come out on Netflix, so that way you can do those things without upsetting other people. But that's me. Okay. Yeah, I, I know it says here, uh, there are some there are some we've decided to put on Disney Plus. We've already announced one Artemis Fowl. Uh that would have been released in theaters. Iger told Barron in recent in a recent interview. Others we've simply delayed. In some cases, we've moved things onto Disney Plus faster than we would have. Frozen Two was one of them, but Onward would have been the biggest example. It was in theaters when this happened. We moved it to pay-per-view period for a couple weeks where people could buy it and own it. And then we ended up putting it on Disney Plus in terms in terms of, of movies going ahead of after Artemis. There may be a few more that we end up putting directly onto Disney Plus. But for the most part, a lot of the big uh, tentpole Disney films will simply just wait for Wait for slots. In some cases, we've announced new ones already, but later in the calendar. Well, yeah. Let's see. What else? Uh, more Disney. This is basically the same story with from a different perspective. So I can probably close this one. I don't need to talk about it again. And oh, here's something interesting. 11 streaming services to help you cut the cords on cable television. This is a good time for that, man. Um, number one on the list is Netflix. Obviously, right? Hulu, yes, another good one. Amazon Prime Video, yes. Uh, let's see here. Disney Plus, we were just talking about that. YouTube Television. Now, if you don't know what that is, it, YouTube Television is not just regular YouTube. YouTube Television is 
a streaming television service, kind of like FUBU is that I have, um, FUBO rather, F-U-B-O dot, uh, FUBO TV. Um, but, um, YouTube TV is, is streaming like ABC, NBC, CBS, CW, all that stuff. Plus like cable channels like Disney Channel, MTV, Comedy Central, things like that. So that's streaming, streaming television. Um, it's like $50 a month. You get like 75 channels. I had it for a short time because it was like the only streaming, it was the only streaming television service that I could get at the time because my internet when I first moved here was just god awful slow. Um, it didn't have, it didn't have a couple of the channels that I like to watch. So I ended up like dropping it after a while because I found, uh, this other one that has the channels that I like. So, and they, I kept asking, are you guys going to be adding any of these channels? They're like, yeah, well, if you keep an eye on this website right here, it'll give the, they give me a link. And, uh, you know, keep an eye on this, and we'll announce when new channels are coming out. We're working on getting those channels. And it's like, they still don't have those channels, and that was like two years ago. YouTube television is okay. It's not the best out there. It's okay. Um, Sling TV is another one they have listed here. Sling TV is garbage. It doesn't have local channels. So if you're hoping to get, you know, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC... CW and Fox. No, it's Sling TV doesn't have those channels. You know what Sling TV suggests you do? Use use your t- your TV antenna to get over the air local channels. Well, I live in an area where that's next to impossible, so that doesn't work. Okay, ESPN Plus because you know people like sports. Not me, but you know the people do. People like sports, um, and I think there's even a deal right now um, for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. I think is a bundled deal. HBO Go, HBO Now, and HBO Max. Max isn't out yet, far as I know. I'm looking forward to checking it out, though. Uh, it says HBO is a premium channel most people pay for, which is the highest amount of quality content that isn't held back by cable TV rules. So it would stand to reason that anyone going to streaming life would also want to still watch HBO. HBO Go is a service that you'll get as a part of a cable package, which means you'll probably won't be won't have to it uh if you're looking to cut the cable HBO now is a service you'd want to grab which gives you access to HBO shows and movies HBO Max is a new streaming service where HBO is trying to en- encroach on the market Netflix and Hulu has this means exclusive shows as well as shows from networks other than HBO's themselves Wondering what happened to Friends? It's on HBO Max. Uh, or it will be when it launches this year. 
CBS All Access is next on the list. And uh, it's pretty much the, the only streaming service right now where I think the vast majority of people that sign up for it are, are, are there just because they want to watch the new Star Trek series. Either Discovery or Picard. Although I think Picard is a much better show. And Peacock. Now, this is NBC streaming service that's coming out, I think, later this year. Peacock is an NBC streaming service, and while it didn't have any exclusives like CBS All Access and Stars, there are there is one advantage to Pe- that Peacock has, a solid free tier for their service. However, it won't be live until later this year. So you'll have to wait until you get access for, until you you get access to some free NBC. Yeah. Let's see. And that looks like that's all of that. Alright, next thing on the list of things to talk about. I'm kinda of burning through this kind of fast. Maybe I should slow down a bit. Um Star uh, Star Wars Obi Wan series gets released window for 2022. 2022, man. Jeez, two years away. Come on. Besides the Mandalorian, Star Wars fans have been excited to for the release of Obi Wan series for Disney Plus. The production has been delayed. At least Disney has decided to give us a release window for the show. According to Disney, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is now looking for release sometime in 2022. Before that, we were also set to get get the Cassian Andor show uh, starring Diego Luna. That series is set to come out in early 2021. We don't have any official synopsis for the Kenobi series yet, but it but it should cover the time after Revenge of the Sith, and then Obi Wan is when Obi Wan is watching over Luke on Tatooine. Then again, I wouldn't be against a flashback of the Clone Wars with Obi Wan fighting alongside Anakin Skywalker. Seeing that COVID-19 has made the future uncertain, it would make sense for Disney to just plan what year these shows come out rather than give us a specific release date. Marvel Studios pretty much backed themselves into a corner with their planned release dates, and now they've had to push the entire year's worth of material back thanks to the pandemic. Yeah, that really sucks. Then it says here, uh, For now, all productions have been put on hold, but optimistically, everyone wants things to be back to normal by June. Then again, we should prepare to be in quarantine for more months after that. Depending on how things progress, fingers crossed that things will start to blow over by the end of, of the month's by the end of the month, so Obi-Wan can begin production soon. 
that it says here. Though the Kenobi and Andor, Andor series still are still a ways away down the line, we can expect the Mandalorian two to hit Disney Plus this October. And that's probably gonna get delayed too, if you ask me. I don't. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> And then here's a little bit more information about the Disney sets new release dates for Marvel Phase 4, which kind of just barely touched on it in the last article. Marvel Studios was ready to kick off Phase 4 in May, but thanks to COVID-19, Disney has decided to push the entire slate back. Now Phase 4 is set to begin in November and all the movies after it have been pushed back as well. As per Disney, here are the new release dates starting with Black Widow in November. Black Widow is going to be in November on the 6th. The Eternals will be in February 2021 on the 12th. And then Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be on May 7th, 2021. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will be November 2021, November November 5th even, of 2021. And then we have Thor, Love and Thunder will be February 18th, 2021. Man, they're jumping all over the place with those. Says besides Phase Four, we also have release dates for Phase Five entries. Black Panther Two is now set to come out on May 6, twenty twenty-two. Captain Marvel Two is is aiming for release on July eighth, twenty twenty-two. And then and it says here, though there haven't been any official announcements, we should expect a delay on the upcoming Disney Plus shows like The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Production was canceled thanks to coronavirus, so we should expect to get back to thing uh, to get back on track when things start to blow over. If one show does come out on time, I'm expecting it to be WandaVision. Seeing as they reported the wrap of the show before lockdowns and quarantine started kicking in. Though this is this is sure to come out as as a bummer for fans, they can't deny that the global pandemic has the priority over a bunch of blockbuster films. At least now we know we have a solid release date, rather than just speculating when things will come out for months. Yeah, I suspect that. Um, even though we have release dates right now, those dates will probably change as we get closer to them, depending on whether or not um, things uh, change in the world as in regards to the COVID nineteen thing. Um, it may get pa- may get pushed back even further. Or maybe uh, a, a maybe they'll you know release it sooner than than initially planned. Who knows? We'll see. All right. 
Okay. Move that a little closer. Just like that. Sorry. Ah, that's loud. Every time I move this arm, it vibrates. All right. And next, we're going to talk about... Actually, hold on a second. Be right back. There are a couple of different ways you can support the podcast. One is by rating and reviewing the podcast by going to rate.206geek.com. The other way you can help the podcast is by going to support.206geek.com and become a podcast supporter. If you support the podcast in that way, you will get a shout out on every episode. And we're back. Sorry about that. I had to had to let that play. All right. So now, uh, next thing I was going to talk about is Star Wars Rodario. Star Wars Rosario Dawson's The Mandalorian contract rumored to include multiple series. So that's cool. We're going to see Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka Tano, possibly. Uh, let's see here. Neither Lucasfilm nor Rosario Dawson have confirmed that that the actress will be playing Ahsoka Tano in Season 2 of The Mandalorian, but various reputable sources have simply confirmed this news. With fresh details about her potential contract possibly sh- shedding more light, on the actress's future in the franchise. According to the the Direct, Dawson's contract accounts for her appearance in multiple series, which would potentially fall more in line with her role in Netflix, in uh, her role in Netflix's Marvel series, in which her Claire Temple appeared in each different series in various capacities. This rumor con- rumored contract would would either confirm that her role in The Mandalorian is meant to set up a, an Ahsoka spin-off series, or it could mean that Ahsoka could be uh could go on to appear in other in either the Cassian Andor or Obi Wan Kenobi series. Either any of those things would be cool in my mind. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. Um, and then it says here, well, none of the, of these details have officially been confirmed by Disney or Lucasfilm. Fans have been hoping to see Ahsoka Tano brought to life ever since she debuted in the Star Wars Clone Wars back in 2008. Actress Ashley Ecclestein, Ecclestein? has voiced the character since her debut with the close with the closest audiences have gotten to the character appearing in live action being a voice cameo in the Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. I can't lie. Sorry, I got to move that. Um 
And then it says here, Dawson has been professing her interest in playing Tano uh, for years with the, the reports that she had been cast as the character exciting many... Yeah, hold on. With the reports that she had been cast as the character exciting many, other fans, however, are disappointed that Eckstein, Eckstein, I'm sorry, wasn't tapped for the role. With the actress herself confirming that she wasn't approached about appearing in The Mandalorian. And it says here, Last week a rumor was released about Ahsoka Tano being in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. She says, I've read all of your questions and comments about the story and thank, and thank you for your, your patience as I have taken a much needed time to sort through these questions. The truth is, I'm not involved in The Mandalorian. I can't answer questions for something I have not been a part of. I am an actress and have performed all types of mediums, live action, film, television, theater, voiceover, hosting, and it has been my dream for 14 years to continue to play Ahsoka Tano in all forms. I will continue to be grateful for the opportunity to help create stories for Ahsoka Tano, and I am always happy to see her legacy continued. That is probably the coolest thing I've ever heard anyone say about not getting a job. Um, now, do I think that she should be upset? Yeah, probably. I mean, let's 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 look at it like this. Think about the the Scooby Doo movie that's coming out sometime this year. Scoob. The only actor in that movie that has been a part of the Scooby-Doo legacy is the, the one person who's playing, uh, playing Scooby-Doo. And that's the only part he's playing in the movie is Scooby-Doo. Now for the past 40, almost actually no 50 years for the past 50 years, he's been the voice of Fred on every version of Scooby-Doo minus the live action movies and the pup named Scooby-Doo. He's been Fred and everything else, though. Now, the other people who voice like Shaggy and Daphne and Velma, um, they didn't know that they were even making a, a new Scooby-Doo movie. They weren't even asked. So that's kind of, I don't know, I, to me, yes, it's not their, it's not their thing, but they've been a huge part of the, playing those, those characters for, for decades even. You know, and and it's been the one the one complaint I've heard the most from voice actors or people who do a lot of voiceover is that um, studios a lot of times will want to get a celebrity voice instead of the voice that sounds proper for the character. Um. I mean, the guy who who's doing Shaggy for the movie Scoob? No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I can I can understand why why a voice actor would be upset that he wasn't at least 
asked if he was interested in playing the part in the movie. You know, uh, Matthew Lillard had had replaced Casey Kasem when Casey was unable to to do voice work anymore, and he's probably the only person, other than maybe the actresses that played Daphne and Velma, that who've um, replaced somebody else and sounds exactly like the person they replaced. Um, the original actresses to play Daphne and Velma, I don't think they've played those characters in in at least twenty years. Um, uh, Gray Delisle, she's been Daphne for a long time. I want to say, I don't know for I don't know for a fact. I just I want to say it's probably since like mid to late nineties. I should probably look it up, but um, <laughs> either way, she's been playing the part a long time. So, and those guys were not happy that they they were replaced with um, celebrities who 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 don't really sound the part. You know, in a live action movie, you kind of expect it to to be someone who at least looks the part, and they can kind of tweak the voice a little bit in post or something. But um, yeah, no, I think she's 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 taking the the right route. She's taking the high road. She's not she's not letting it bother her, which is good, because at least she doesn't look like she's, you know. And I don't want to say that other actors who were passed up because they wanted a celebrity instead are bad or their their feelings aren't valid because they totally are valid. But I think that um, I think this this way of looking at it, just being grateful that you have been a part of that character's development is the way to go. Being happy that you had a part in it initially and you'll probably come back. They'll come back to you again another time. Or at the very least, you'll have a part of the show as, as somebody else. That'd be cool, too. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I just I think it it's it's one of those things. I think sometimes I think yes, the studios are being stupid by getting a a celebrity who sounds nothing like the character that they're supposed to be. But you, it, it's fine to be and to to be angry about it, but to to voice it on the internet. And, and complain about it on the internet just makes you, it makes you look like you're ungrateful. That's all. And you know I'm okay. I'm okay saying that out loud because I don't. I'm pretty sure these people don't listen to my podcast. You know, don't get me wrong. I I, I think they're fantastic actors, and I, I I'll see them in everything they do because I like their work. But I think complaining about not being asked to be a part of this movie was kind of a, it was a mistake, I think. Okay. And then the next article I have here, when do the Flash, Riverdale, and more the CW shows return? Well, let's see here. The COVID-19 pandemic 
has affected nearly every aspect of our everyday life. And that has and that's begun to have a profound ripple effect on the entertainment industry. Countless shows and movies have been forced to shut down production for the foreseeable future due to social distancing guidelines. As a result, a multitude of movies have been postponed and many shows have been forced to shorten their seasons or delay future episodes. That has especially been the case with the CW's programming. As many, as nearly all of us, excuse me, as nearly all of the its original shows have been have been off the air for the past few weeks. Uh, Thankfully, that is expected to change throughout this month as a majority of the CW shows outside of of Supernatural and Legacies, which have announced they will not be able to do... to complete their seasons due to this shutdown will resume airing new episodes while it's uncertain exactly how many installments of each of the shows will be, will be able to air as much of that depends on how far into filming they were before the pandemic. It still is. It it still will hopeful, hopefully provide fans with something to look forward to during the next few weeks of quarantine. So when do your favorite CW shows return to their, to with noon episodes? Read on to find out Nancy drew. I, I watched a few episodes of it. it. I don't know. I think it's just, um, I don't know. I think I, I, I wanted to watch it to see what it was about. And I kind of knew because I, I've, I've watched the original Nancy Drew shows from like the seventies and eighties. I think it was. So it's just a whodunit teenage whodunit show. And, uh, it, it felt like watching just a, a different group of kids from Riverdale. <laughs> It's not a bad show. It's just it's just another another. Yeah, I don't know. I I think if you like like uh, if you like um, mystery shows and you know figuring out what's causing what and if there's ghosts and goblins and things like that, then you might dig the show. This is. This is what it says here. Freshman series, Nancy Drew will be the first to return with new episodes airing tomorrow, April 8th at 9, 8 central. Following a rerun of the third installment of Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, the return episode, which is titled The Girl in the Locket, will be uh, will be the what penolin i don't even know how to say that damn word <laughs> penultimate installment i think i got it i've never seen that word before i don't even know what that even means 
that could be a typo. Penultimate. Uh, before the show's spring finale. Uh, Although it is unclear if that scheduling was in place before the pandemic, you'll have to check the synopsis for the girl in the locket below. All right. Riverdale. What is this? A week later, Riverdale will be making its return, airing the new episode on Wednesday, April 15th at 8, 7 central. The long-awaited installment will be the show's third annual musical episode, which will bring to life an unconventional production of Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, that explains the picture. (laughs) You can check out the synopsis. Okay. Is another one that I haven't watched, but I, I'm curious about it. Is, is it this one's a spinoff of of uh, of uh, Riverdale called Katie Keen? Riverdale spinoff series Katie Keen will return just a day later on Thursday, April sixteenth, at eight seven central. The return episode will bring more drama into the lives of its core four, especially as Josie McCoy is sets out to return reform Josie and the Pussycats. Hmm. I may have to watch that then. I really dug that part of Riverdale. I like the new version of Josie and the Pussycats. Alright. The Flash. The Flash will return from its over a month long hiatus on Tuesday, April twenty first at eight seven central with an episode titled So Long and Goodbye. It's already been confirmed that the show won't be able to finish filming its sixth season until later this year, with only enough episodes to air through uh, Tuesday, May May 19th. After that, the series time slot will be filled with episodes of Stargirl a day after they premiere on DC Universe streaming service and then uh, legends of tomorrow Let's see here legends of tomorrow will also return same night on tuesday april 21st 9 8 central the series latest episode t- entitled zari not zari <laughs> that's funny is expected to be a unique departure from the series with a, a meta quasi crossover with Supernatural. Oh. That explains the car. I don't think it's the same car, but looks very similar. There we go. And then, Batwoman. Uh, let's see here. That following weekend, Batwoman, Batwoman will return from a month-long hiatus on Sunday, April 26th at 8, 7 central. The return, which is a 
which is titled A Narrow Escape, will play off the recent betrayal that Kate Kane, Batwoman, played by Ruby Rose, enacted on Elizabeth Kane, Alice, played by Rachel Scarston. Scarston? Okay. And Supergirl. Supergirl will air its latest episode just an hour later on Sunday, April 26th, 9, 8 central. The episode, which is titled uh, Deuce Lex Machiana, will serve as the, uh, the directorial debut of the series star uh, Melissa Benoist and will also bring about a major shift in the fight against Lex Luthor, John Cryer. I don't know about you guys, but I'm looking forward to to seeing all these, even though we're not going to have any new episodes beyond this until later this year. Hopefully you guys are enjoying yourself. You're not going completely nuts with the social distancing and staying indoors, staying home, because there's no reason for you to be out and about. Um, and if you are out and about, make sure you are a minimum of six feet away from everyone. And, um, even if you see someone, you know, and you think they're probably okay, just don't do it. Don't just stay a minimum of six feet away. Um, stay safe. Also, um, if you're at all interested in hearing um, classic episodes of the 206 Geek podcast with uh, me and Joe, and I think there's even a few episodes of Andrew in there, um, you can go to your podcasting app and, and search for Classic 206 Geek. And I think there's like, right now, there's like 75 episodes in there. And I think I have more I can upload. I just have to go find the the episodes to upload. And um Yeah. Give it a give give them a listen. The 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 last one on there, um which was I think episode two hundred. It was uh the last episode I recorded with uh with Joe. I'm pretty sure that was the last episode. And, uh, yeah, it's that. Check it out. Just search for Classic 206 Geek. You can also just go to, you can go to um, podchaser.com and search for Classic 206 Geek. And you can listen to it there as well. Thanks for listening and everybody stay safe. Take care. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. And as always, if you want to see any of the stories that I talked about, you can go to notes.206geek.com and you'll see the notes for the current episode listed there. That's notes.206geek.com. <laughs>